Welcome to episode 183 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me running meaningless polls about the way people pronounce specific words at S-E-A-T-J-K. And with me tonight, in place of Chris, who's off being a rock god in St. Louis, is everyone's favorite runner about town, Josh. Hello. Hi, how are you? Not too bad. I, uh, yes, we're, uh, we're missing the, the rock god. Hopefully he's going to have great show. What do we say? What do you say? What's the, what's the thing? It's not break a leg. What do you say to the, to the folks before they, good show? Yeah, good show. Good show. Good show. Just good show. Good show. It's, it's short for have a good show. Already. Economy in, in words. Well, where can we find for anybody that wants to uh, find you posting your daily sweaty selfie, Josh? My daily sweaty selfies can be found at Joshua Tufts, which I found actually kids out there. If you're just setting up your Twitters for the first time, don't use your full name. And it's not for the usual stalkerish type reasons, but I just realized just recently a couple times ago that um, your mentions are all like your mom's mad at you because it's my full name. So it's like at Joshua Tufts. <laughs> Check out this kitty video. Oh, I do think of it that trouble. way sometimes. <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. You know, you can change it and nothing happens, right? you're not married to it you can just cut it down if you want to at any time my wife's twitter handle still her maiden name and she's like well that's what people knew me as in you know in in media when she worked in pr and i'm like well nothing you can just change it i'm I'm like i don't care i don't like i'm not like it's not like a value judgment (laughs) you don't have the screen open and ready to the thing like you can change it i've i've got all the steps ready for you you can just click here (laughs) And by the way, you need to turn turn on your multi-factor authentication, please. I shouldn't be able to crack your account this easily. <laughs> nice. I was just, you know, you're living the sneaker's life over there. You're just helping. All right. Well, Josh and I have a special show dialed up for you this week. In segment one, there's nothing quite like a backhanded compliment or maybe an unintentional absolute roasting by an elementary schooler. And we're going to share some personal anecdotes and stories from the internet about times when people got burned. In segment number two, we're going to talk a little screenwriting magic as we share with you our favorite closing lines from cinema of all time. And finally, in segment three, Josh, creator of the most popular in-person game you can play with your just your phone, also known as Known For, has a new movie quiz game that he's going to debut for us. And you may have realized that we told you this was going to happen a few weeks back. The internet ate those bits, so we're doing it again. This time, Josh is going to surprise me with which movies... Uh, he chose for me to guess from. It'll be very interesting. You can play this with your friends. Um, look forward to segment number three. Well, beyond the buzzer, it's back to the stupidest things ever said before we head to the OT for some local news trivia. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at Holla. Holla. at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. But before we get to that, I mentioned your sweaty selfies at the top of the show, Josh. And as we've aged, our personal fitness dynamic has flipped. When you and I met, I was a bit of a gym rat, and I was really encouraging you to add some weight training to your life. But now, nearly 20 years on, you're in the, well, would you call it the best shape of your life? Uh, Close to. I mean, I I would certainly say- uh, Of your adult life? Of my adult life, yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, I wake up, and I've mentioned this before, every day in the worst shape of my life. Literally every day, it's 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 somewhat worse than the day before. Now, you'll be happy to know that I did, after our conversation, one might even call it a heart-to-heart, almost. Um, I did, actually, it was, it was more, there was photographic evidence that, I, that, that was produced recently. Uh, uh, I was out on the golf course, and a buddy took a, a quick shot of me, and I was like, basically, I looked at the picture, and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I got home, 
And uh, I dug out the old weight bench and set it up properly again in the uh, in the garage. And I have been hitting it every day, at least a little bit, trying to start developing that habit, that muscle. And what I wanted to ask you, because my challenge is 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 motivation. And you know, I mean, we'll actually talk in the burn segment the other the other motivation I'm finding. Um, but there is. Uh, I think it's difficult as an older man to get motivated to get back in shape. Um, I'm curious how you found the where, where you've dug deep to find because you've ran you've run every day for how many days? Twenty months. Twenty twenty straight months. Twenty months without running. If I were to every uh, single day, every single day over Damn. two miles, with the exception of one day, and that was a GPS error where I think it ended up being something like one point six miles. Uh, but two miles is the minimum. Three point two miles, I think, is the average for a day. Damn. Are you are you? And this just kind of started on a whim, right? You started what a little before, right before the pandemic started. You started running. Uh, no, so this would have been uh, November, December of 2019, and it would okay. be you know it's uh, I mean it's such a cliche like you know major life change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need kind of some sort of touchstone type of thing or some sort of um, activity to call your own or something to kind of challenge yourself. So it was something as simple as that. Um, and I feel like I remember reading a newspaper article about this like 60 year old guy who'd run every day for a year. And that included like one day where he'd been in the hospital and he'd convinced the doctors to let him, uh, do his run or something like that one. And it was, I mean, it was just, how can it go? How long can it go type of thing? And I have a running app and I keep track of it, but it's, um, it's, it's just that thing that I do now, and it just mm-hmm, didn't mm-hmm. stop. I feel very Forrest Gump in the, like, I don't have a really good explanation, <laughs> and I don't have a good, I probably won't have a good explanation for when I stop. Um, I do have to say, knock on wood, that I, I've through, so this has been through pandemic, smoke, heat, snow. I feel like there's one other thing that we've had that was um, a reason not to um, run and I've just kind of found a way every single time to do it, but I'm positive at some point I'm just not going to, and I'm not, it's not going to be a great reason. Um, but I've also just been very fortunate in that time I've played sports. Um, I've done other types of fitness activities and not hurt anything in the Mm -hmm. fashion that's, you know, been the the prevention of the streak. Mm -hmm. See, my excuse is that when I last trained for fitness in any meaningful way, I was actually training for a golf-related reason. We were doing a marathon day, and we had, I had to play like 72 holes in a single day. I did successfully complete that. I did you know yoga every day for like two months going into it, and I was uh, doing a little bit of lightweight training on the side, mostly like resistance bands and stuff like that just to kind of – because, you know, I, I don't want to – like I, I it's, it's basically I don't want to like – screw up my swing by getting too bulky, which is the most, the stupidest thing. The Brett but, Boone. <laughs> but, <laughs> I can't get too big. I can't bend over for those grounders. <laughs> my biceps and triceps prevent me. But so I felt really good, of course, right? Having trained for that and then actually was able to come through on the other side without too much issue. And uh, in the few years since, um, well, I, I, just, I skipped a step there. And so then I was like, well, I'm going to keep working out. And so then I started working out for real. And I worked out just basically too hard the first time I went seriously at it after that couple of months of light training. Uh, and then I tried to play and I was too sore to function. And I like had that just the worst round of like my life. And that was after having a, a fantastic day during that marathon day. Right. And in the years intervening years since then, I become a much more skilled player. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I, I can't work out because I might, 
I might not be able to golf. <laughs> right. It negatively impacts the thing that you care more about. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And then, but that's bullshit. And I know that I could manage it and like do it and still play. And that's really where I'm, I've come back to. All right. You have to do something because I mean, during the pandemic, my, my eating habits just, you know, went out the window. I just didn't no discipline at all. Sure. Um, I, I had drinks almost every day. Like, I, you know, I mean, like when I say drinks, to survive. Like, <laughs> medicinal drinks sure it's like i just needed i just when the day was over i just desperately felt like i needed a beer and that just didn't stop and so that's that became a problem right so i'm just adding calories to my routine anyway mm-hmm. long story short i admire you for what you've done i want to give yourself a chance to to inspire others to, to make a change in their life as you have so inspired me and really what it boils down to is that i look terrible in all of my clothes now and i can't hide it anymore so i've got to do something <laughs> i uh just just to uh you know link that up i too have a i can't remember it's uh, of the youngest in the family it's a maybe a graduation from elementary school photo and i'm standing at, and it's an unflattering angle to start with but i was standing and i'm wearing a polo shirt and i looked at that picture and i was like jesus yeah no thank you <laughs> yeah there's nothing quite like getting photographic evidence produced yes. uh, to set you on your way all right with that let's go to segment number one All right. So in segment one, this actually was inspired by what we're talking about because my daughter has routinely absolutely ripped me this last summer. Um, Our younger daughter specifically just has zero filter and says whatever she thinks, no matter your feelings be damned. She doesn't, she's all, and she's like, I I don't mean to be rude, but (laughs) you you know what? Just don't say it. But um, do you know where this comes from? (laughs) Brutal honesty. (laughs) Can't imagine. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I, I'm not saying I don't deserve it. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's, I still don't like it. <laughs> sure. I just, you know, the nature nurture folks, I wonder what they're thinking here. Well, so it started with like, there was a discussion months and months ago about like my previous level of fitness and them being in disbelief. And then my wife producing oh. photographic evidence and both of my daughters going, what? That That's you? And they're essentially cheesecake photos that I sent to my wife as when we were early in our relationship and, and my, you know, there's my daughter's like, well, you look like the guys in the Marvel movies. Nice. And and then it's, and then it's like, well, you should do that again. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) We moved on from that, but then we were like in the pool out in the backyard in the summer, you know, the the temporary inflatable pool that we love so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And my daughter goes, so, because she, you know, she, I don't think she'd ever really paid attention to my younger daughter. She's like, you have nipples. Are those boobs? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess technically we are getting there. So I. <laughs> Moobs. Yeah. And I, so I brushed her off. I was like, no, no, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're pecs. They're not She's like, oh, okay. Okay. And then a couple of weeks go by and then we're in the pool again. She goes, I'm not trying to be mean, but those look like boobs. <laughs> and. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? And then the very, this morning, it's the first day of school. I wake up, you know, I have this crazy hair. We've talked about it on the podcast numerous times, but when I wake up, it's truly insane, right? It is all over the place. I look like, um, I look like Bram Stoker's Dracula only without the, up, like without, before oh. he's done the updo, like the hair nice. pushes yeah. up from the sides and goes straight up my head. So I get up, I look like, you know, this maniac and the kids are up and I'm like, can I go walk you to the bus stop today? Like this. And again, my younger daughter, she goes, can you just put on a hat? <laughs> so she's just trying to be helpful. They're already embarrassed. So I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn over a new leaf. You, you had any experiences getting roasted accidentally by your children or anyone else in your life? 
You know, there's, uh, I'm sure there's tons of stories. And uh, obviously if, you know, um, an entire show dedicated to, you know, the crazy things that kids say, my mm-hmm. first one that I think of is a, um, college work story. Um, the, uh, where, uh, my college job I, is where I met your esteemed co-host. Uh, we worked together at a company. Um, and it actually, I think even, uh, made reference to your show, uh, last week when you were talking about the, uh, mm. the wizard bar. Yes, the, the Splintered Wizard Barn in the former Ballard Computer Building, yeah. It, it is the Ballard Computer Building where said story takes place. So we just got a nice little intertwine there, a little callback. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was a college student uh, working my way through uh, college selling computers. And one of the other uh, more successful salespeople, good guy, um, he had just closed the deal. And he just turned around and all the excitement was like, I'm going to get uh, coffee at Starbucks. I'm getting everybody a drink. What do you guys want? And he went down the line and was getting people's drink orders. Totally good nature, totally cool guy. Uh, if I had to say, you know, he, anybody he reminded you of, it would be like, uh, he'd be like budget Jason Bateman. Okay. So like super preppy looking and then like that same kind of sarcastic um, sense of humor. And uh, he gets to me and I'm in the middle of school and I've just taken psychology as a natural science. And because I'm working full time, I take psychology as a natural science because then I'm not taking other science credits that you need that have stupid labs that you have to go to. Psychology is a natural science, counts as a science credit, no labs. And in that class, they had this entire section about caffeine, not drinking too much caffeine, resetting your baseline. So I'm not drinking coffee. I had mm. drink lots of mochas before that. So this guy gets to me and goes, Tufts, what do you want? And I'm like, hot chocolate. And he goes, hot chocolate for Tufts. Took, took one step, turned around, come, turned right back and goes, do you want me to bring your mom back to stir that for you? <laughs> and on the sales floor with guys, I mean, a mom, a good quality mom joke kind of was fantastic. And of course, I'm like, I have to have an immediate response. If she's over there, I haven't seen Rima in a little while, by all means. <laughs> Um, is the best that I could muster in that particular moment. And it wasn't like an intentional burn, but it was just like, obviously perfection for my hot pretty chocolate good. order. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's hot chocolate is a, is a drink for children. <laughs> so I can understand why it's a, you're like, can I get some Nesquik? Exactly. I mean, yeah. It would have been, you know, how much, how much whipped cream do you want on the top of that? Do you need me to, you know, a little pattern or anything? Do you want some sprinkles? What can we do? All right. Well, that's, that, that's, that's, you know, that's intentional. He turned and just just decided to, as the kids say, he chose violence. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I applaud him for his effort because now I have this lifetime story. And I think of that every time, you know, it's like make the kids hot chocolate. I, as we do here, when we have a personal connection to the material we're going to go over, um, I go then, you know, buttress it with some internet lore. So I found some additional burns on the internet, often coming from the, the way of, of, of a child um, and I'm going to share some of them with you so you can, you know, feel better about the fact that even though your coworker chose to roast you in front of all of your peers, that at least you don't have the problems that these folks have. So the first one I found here is this, uh, this woman says, my, when we were playing I Spy, my four-year-old daughter said, I spy something yellow. We couldn't figure out what it was. And she turns to my husband and says, your teeth. Oh, yikes. I've caught in the stray a little bit about that for the for the having the coffee teeth, but uh, it's pretty easy to come back at the kids with you know their their oral hygiene. It's like let me take a look at what the kind of fuzz you got growing in there. <laughs> we have to pay for uh, cavity free appointments. Nice. Is that was that? Uh, did you find that roast uh, sponsored by the American Dental Association? Exactly. 
<laughs> I saw the tweet today that was like National Acne something something, and then it was it was promoted and sponsored by like CeraVe or some face wash cream. I was like, oh, that's genuine, very genuine. What what happened to Oxy and Clearasil, man? They used to have the the, the market was cornered. I I don't know. Maybe too many kids had their face burned through with that stuff. <laughs> It's salicylic acid, right? (laughs) How come it all the exact same uh, active ingredient and it never worked? All right, here we have a woman that says, nine months after having my second child, 18 months apart, we were in, uh, I don't know what Harvey Norman is. I don't know why, I don't even know why that's included in the story, but (laughs) an an older lady asked me when I was, when was the due date for my third, but I wasn't pregnant. That is, uh, that's a brutal that's a brutal thing to think to have to undergo to have somebody think that you're pregnant when you're not. That's a, and it's such a dumb spot to go. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we worked, we worked at a, a company that was 80% women. Mm-hmm. And I found myself like my ability to try and navigate the, the opposite of that conversation, which was, I think one time someone had a dramatic weight loss Mm. And I literally, jokingly, I'm not trying to tie this back to my own story before, but I think I literally said to them, I was like, oh, wow, are you training for a marathon? Like, that was just my entry point or something like that, as opposed to the very wrong direction that this particular person went. Or if I had said, holy cow, you've lost a ton of weight. I learned that over the years, just I don't say shit (laughs) (laughs) to anyone about their appearance in the workplace. You know what? It just it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I don't know what's going on. You'd be like, hey, you know what? You're you're looking fit lately. Oh yeah, well I've been sick, like really <laughs> sick. Meth habit. Didn't we have a did we have a, a softball teammate once that we all once supposed about their weight loss and <laughs> you know? What I came back from uh, a summer away from college one time, and in the summer we let. Um, girls whose sororities closed down for the summer they could board in the fraternity if you know they were staying on campus for the uh the summer period right i came back and there had been a girl that um had been around uh and i you know i was familiar with not in the way that that makes that sound <laughs> now that i've said it like that uh not at all in fact but i came back she's boarding in the house i'm i come back to school like maybe a month early right beginning of september and um She's there, and and I I, I, I I thought she was pregnant. I didn't say anything. I I, I, found, I went and asked somebody else. I was like, hey hey, did 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 I miss something last spring? Did 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 she hook up with somebody? Like what what's happening? Like, oh no, I think she just drank a lot of beer over the summer. And I'm like, okay, well I'm glad that uh, I I'm glad that I asked. It didn't say anything, and now I feel sort of bad that I even had those thoughts. But hey, I guess you know I can relate now, having over the last two years consumed probably more beer than the, maybe the previous five years combined. And that could have come full years. circle if, if your daughter had asked you if you were pregnant. Are they? Are we to get another sister? There's <laughs> that, that would be rough. <laughs> so you um you don't have any 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 siblings, but I can relate to this one a little bit. Uh, this gentleman says, I took my brother out for his 18th birthday. Clearly he drank too much. When we got home, he threw up and passed out. My mom screamed, oh my God, you've ruined my only good son. I don't think that I ever experienced that directly. My, my, my brother and sister are a little too young for me to have had to be compared to them. And I've never heard any stories of my mom saying anything like that to them. She was always, my mom's always been very, very supportive and never very critical. Sometimes to my detriment, I think. I think I could have used a firmer hand is what I'm <laughs> getting at. 
I feel this one comes up. Um, uh, I make my I make my son watch uh, movies that are from our era, and mm-hmm. I did the double feature of Stand by Me and Boys in the Hood because they both have a similar theme, and they both have the you want you want to see a dead body, but in both in both movies a parent tells one of the siblings i wish it had been you when the other sibling dies Mm. and i was just not having ever had a sibling i was like oh my god how could you possibly react to that this is obviously like 10 times worse than the the burn there but um yeah wow it's a a tough well too bad (laughs) i don't know sorry (laughs) jokes on you let's go to segment two all right, in segment number two, uh, as a little preview to the movie, a trivia game or movie—it's uh, not trivia, but I don't want to give it away. We'll get there. Um, this is a bit of a preview. We're going to talk about the best final lines of of any movie. Um, we made some short top lists. Uh, as the guest, I'm going to let you go first. So tell me, what do you have on your list for the best last line in any movie? The best. Oh, I don't know that I rank them. I, I brought. Oh, it doesn't three. have to be in any order. Okay. Just of your. What made your list of the best lines? Sure. So I definitely. Uh, I think in my appearances here, uh, folks have caught on that I'm not like the most rosy optimist person in the whole wide world. <laughs> no. So of course I'm going to start with a wonderful movie that makes my top ten list of seven, uh, which finishes. Uh, Immediately after the wonderful what's in the box, tell me what's in the box sequence uh, with our poor, um, I'll air quote, hero of Brad Pitt in the uh, back of the police car with the voiceover from uh, his partner um, delivered as only can be delivered um, with such a wonderful voice with the quote from Ernest Hemingway once wrote, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I agree with the second part. Oh, I thought for a second we were gonna gonna get a Morgan Freeman impression. I have no Morgan Freeman impression. I would not. <laughs> Does even... anyone? Does it, is a is a Morgan Freeman impression something that's even available to do? I feel like uh, maybe like Glover could probably do one. I bet you Glover's got one that's probably pretty fantastic. I do not. So I'm just gonna go with the wildly, wildly. I'm still gonna keep fighting the good fight that's impossible to win. Uh, definitely like that one. All right. All right, my first one was uh, that I chose was from Back to the Future. It's, uh, it's, it's roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. And the reason I chose this one is because it, 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 be that it may not be that this is the case, but it is the first time that I can recall a movie just straight up telegraphing a sequel. Like, oh, by the way, this isn't over, there's more of this. And that was very clear. Like it, it really put a cap on that scene. Like it could have been like, oh, he just whatever, came back from the future. But they, they tee up a whole additional movie and it, it ends with just a, you know, a fantastic pump up line that gets reused in like other movies now, right? It's like that. It's a, almost a cultural touchstone where it gets requoted when someone's like driving off the road or doing <laughs> or doing some sort of insane, you know, things in a car. And I can't say that I've ever actually said it myself, but it feels like I've said it myself. It feels like like I've gone through that. But uh, I, I, that's that's one that just stuck with me forever. Like that that was when I started thinking about this exercise. For me, it was, what do I like remember off the top of my head, really? Like sure. what comes up immediately in my mind and, and is something that I either quoted or I feel like I've quoted over, uh, you know, the course of my entire life. And uh, that was the first one I had. Nice. I like it. All right. What's next for you? 
Um, again, sticking with the uh, dreary outlook, uh, there might be a theme in uh, some of my movie choices. Uh, Fight Club. Uh, Fight Club, which uh, I don't know the cool word for it, but how it starts and ends the same the same scene. You actually get that quick snapshot at the beginning of the scene. There's a there's a really fancy word for um, uh, for that, but uh, that one and so you get that whole story, the whole surprise, the twist, all of the ridiculousness, and then the uh, Project Mayhem is able to pull off their ridiculous stunt of blowing up all the buildings, and as the buildings fall and the music starts to play, and a great music choice there. The you met me at a very strange time in my life as he holds her hand, uh, which I just think was a very nice, <laughs> strange. I'm air quoting for the folks on the uh, on the podcast. <laughs> strange was how we were going to describe everything that you just saw in the hour 45 previous there. I'm going to have to take issue with your selection. Mostly, as I've said on this podcast before, I have issues with the creative license that the movie takes versus the end of the book. Oh, the the Polonic truther here. Yeah. So, read it if you want to know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go over it. I've been I, over it too many times. I have. I did read the book, so at least I. I mean, I can appreciate your differences there. <laughs> Doesn't make me not like the end of the line of the movie. That's fair. That's fair. I just took it. I'd never gotten over how much like how, how betrayed I felt. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not what happens. <laughs> <laughs> You're basically like my 13-year-old with the, I made him read Ready Player One, mm-hmm. and then we watched the movie, and then I was like, okay, this is going to be our first exercise of like compare and contrast. And he was like, they totally short-circuited that. Like He was supposed to meet all those people along the way, as opposed to he was just magically friends with all of them. And I was like, that's what's called... We just got to get to the fun. We just got to get there kind yeah. of thing. And these are the shortcuts that they take with movies. And sometimes it works and sometimes it pisses you off. Yeah. In general, you don't have to do world building for existing IP. That's one of the benefits. The okay. primary audience doesn't need that that information. And then the people who haven't read the book, they don't care. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so disappointing when, when you run across that too. Are we that far removed from all of the Game of Thrones? That's not what happened. I mean, it feels like it's been so long. It didn't even matter because everything that happened in the final season was just just made up anyway. Right. So at that point, whatever. Like, it just, I, I never, it was like, God, I can't believe you haven't talked about Game of Thrones. It's like flying in the Dreamliner and then we just crash into the side of a mountain. It's like, this is so fantastic. Oh, no. Again, for the folks who can't see this, Ty is a little flustered right now. <laughs> It's like, oh, we've landed in paradise. Oh, shit, it's Fantasy Island. We're screwed. I think it's going to be awesome that it'll come full circle because it'll be so long before he actually writes the books that people are going to be like, no, 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 that's not how it went. Yeah. No, <laughs> but that, to the that, books. That's gonna, that reminds me of a tweet that I retweeted a couple weeks back, which was like, I now believe that in the Marvel Universe there were snap deniers. Like, that's where we're at from as a society. That didn't happen. Those people didn't disappear. <laughs> Speak your truth. Make up. Make it up as you go. Whatever you want. All right. My next one is Jaws. I used to hate the water. I can't imagine why. Just a, a, a note perfect end to a near perfect film, and a little bit of sarcasm. But now they're friends, so it's fun. You know, they they they're 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 re they're bonding. They're reconnecting. They're they're paddling. God knows how far on that <laughs> on the remains of that paddle boat. I really kind of honestly wish that had been there'd been a post credit addendum of like then they die on the boat, like they just don't ever make it to shore. They survive the shark, but then die on the way to shore. They died of exhaustion and exposure, exposure and eventual drowning. Unfortunate happens. 
All right. What else you got? Uh, again, I think we've spoken sometimes some of your favorite movies can be a little bit more complicated with the complicated history of uh, some of the people in them. But I'm going to go, just go ahead and pretend that Kevin Spacey doesn't try to force people to do things they don't want to do. And I'm going to uh, still try and enjoy The Usual Suspects. Uh, which I did have uh, again, my 13-year-old watch, uh, not so, uh, not so recently. Yes, it was actually recently. I double negative my way. Not my so way long ago. That one. Not so long ago. Yeah. Um, and again, I like movies with twists. I like movies with tricks. And of course, that one finishes with. Uh, and this is an interesting one because it's a repeat of a line. So. Mm-hmm. It's the second time you hear the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he did not exist. But now it carries the weight. Before it was just said and it didn't you're just like whatever. Now it actually carries the weight of putting the bow on the um, the trick. It's not it's not even the line reading so much for me as it is the and I wish people could see me, but the where he holds his hand up and goes but well, that's in the first telling of the story, right? But they but they show it back. Right. Because it's also that kind of little haunting music and then the horrible... Of course, each time I watch that one, when they do that final pullback, I'm like, he's literally 10 feet away. He's 10 feet... He's lit, Turn Kuyon. Look that way. He's right there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's very, very well done. Um, but it is the... the his delivery, the music, um, the part where you're just like, holy crap, I can't believe that just happened. It's, it was, it was shocking at the time. It's no, give me the keys, you cocksucker. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not the end of the movie. In English. (laughs) All right. Um, I had a couple here to close up. Uh, One, Blade Runner. It's too bad she won't live. But then again, who does? The perfect ending to that movie also. Um, And something that, man... Lately, I, I really feel, feel I've been feeling it in my core. Life has a hundred percent death rate. <laughs> like, undefeated. Death is mm-hmm. undefeated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I also had the Untouchables, where the reporter asks Kevin um, uh, Costner. I, I almost said Spacey because I couldn't get it out of my head. Uh, they say they're going to repeal prohibition. What will you do then? And of course, Costner, as Elliot Ness says, I think I'll have a drink. The man of principle. If it's legal, he's he's down. If it's illegal, he will he will he will shoot you to death. <laughs> a lot, a yeah. lot of shooting. Maybe throw you off a roof into a car. And then happens. finally, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh no, it happens. I mean, sometimes by any means. And then finally, I just have to acknowledge how uh, at the end of the original Iron Man movie, where Tony says, "The truth is, I am Iron." Because that kicks off a decade plus now of, again, we talked about queuing up a sequel. Sure. Of just fantastic popcorn entertainment. And it just, it's worthy of our respect to, you know, as the first superhero movie I can recall in the modern era where it ends with him essentially revealing his own identity. And now I realize that's in line with the personality and also the reference material, depending on when you want to join the story. Sure. But it was still a surprise to have him, you know, admit to being... Uh, being that and where that was going to take us for the remainder of uh, the Iron Man story. And then it's also a huge music cue, right? Uh, for the end of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, obviously, we can all appreciate. That's a fantastic one. I was really, really surprised. I thought Caddyshack was going to make the list. I don't I don't even think I know what the last line is in Caddyshack. 
hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) Caddyshack, one of the most quotable movies of all time. And that's honestly when I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that is how it ends. Yeah, see, I don't, again, I I don't think I would have picked that as a laugh. When we get to now segment three, (laughs) let's just go to segment three. We talk about it. Boom. So we're going to play a new movie trivia game. Josh brought us Known For not that long ago. If you don't recall, that is a game where you go to imdb.com and you pull up an actor or actress and you can see what the four movies that they are known for. It's often um, ridiculous. (laughs) Disrespectful. Let's see how long we can do this. I I screen capped. It's still on my phone. I never tweeted it, uh, but I screen capped something where Someone was discussing Elizabeth Shue, and it said, Elizabeth Shue, and then in parentheses, Cobra Kai. I was like, wow. Well, I don't. Disrespectful. That... I'm sorry. The best way to sum up the known for game is IMDb is disrespectful. Often. So you've got a new game for us. Um, I was alluding to it there as we made our transition that uh, I would not have guessed that that was the last quote of Caddyshack if you had been testing me. And I believe that's the thrust of the game we're going to play. So why don't you explain it to our listeners, and then we can give it a shot. Okay. Bef- right before I do that, just to, to prove the point, and because this is going to be one of um, Ty's uh, missions in this particular one, can you really quickly give me the known for for Arnold Schwarzenegger? Ooh. Um, I'm going to say it's T2. No. Okay. Well, I then no, I guess I can't. <laughs> <laughs> for those folks playing along at home, you do get five chances to get four correct. So Ty still can actually get Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's well. Now I'm I, cheesed. I'm, I'm not. Pissed, I'm just annoyed, I'm, vexed. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, I, Commando. No. Okay, Predator. Yes. Okay. Um. I can't believe T2 is on there. I'm 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 on tilt. Um, Kindergarten Cop. No. Mm. True Lies. No. Is it like more recent? No. Conan. No. Conan. Pumping Iron. I don't know. I I, just tell me now. This is not good radio. (laughs) This, by the way, is also the uh, the least amount, I think. The most guesses with the least hits. I I would never have thought I would struggle with Arnold. I I, I honestly, because it's Terminator. Okay. Last Action Hero, which I really honestly thought you had a chance at. It's very strange. That's in the list. The Sixth Day. Yeah, see, I probably would have guessed uh, uh, End of Days. Like if I was going to pick one of those shitty mid-aughts Schwarzenegger movies that I saw once and never saw again. So the whole point of this is just to prove to people this particular, again, if I find the person responsible for the algorithm at IMDb, I'm going to give them a shot to try and explain it to me, why it goes the way it goes. And then if they don't have a good explanation, I'm going to punch them in the ear. And I hope it's a dude. Uh, Otherwise, that's going to be awkward. So my new game is a a variation on this one. And again, it's tried and true movies that you love. Um, It's not as easy because you don't have to, you kind of have to do a little bit of research. And I did a little bit of work on this one. And I'm going to go ahead and admit that Ty did get a test drive at this particular one. Um, So don't, don't peek. Don't, nobody needs to see behind the curtain. (laughs) 
<laughs> Those technical difficulties, we did admit to it. We admitted that we debuted a game, but nobody got to see it. So I don't okay, feel like enough. I'm totally, totally giving it away. But essentially, it's been goal... like four weeks. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> it, was, it was 84 years ago. Um, that was a movie quote for folks playing along. Titanic. Um, so th- <laughs> the goal of the game is I give you quotes mm-hmm. from a movie and mm-hmm. you have to put them in order. Mm-hmm. Thus, the name of the game, quote, order. I think we um, need to workshop that one a little bit. It's perfection when I make you do it in the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Go. <laughs> Quote order. See? Boom. And that's why our first movie will be Predator. And we're going to give Ty a chance here, and I'm going to give him a couple quotes. Um, I know I need to take notes this time, by the way. Last time you had to wait for me to get a pen. There we I... go. <laughs> Again, good radio. I'm ready to go. We're going to go with eight. Eight. That's deep. Eight. You're going to have to write down a word. Okay. Again, Part of the reason we're giving Ty eight quotes in this particular situation is because he heard these ones before. But I'm telling you, I don't remember, but okay. He assures me. Alrighty, <laughs> so we have I Ain't Got Time to Bleed. Mm-hmm. We have Get to the Chopper. Mm-hmm. We have Your One Ugly Motherfucker. Dylan, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus, just okay. like me. It's time to let old Painless out of the bag. If it bleeds, we can kill it. And... Mm, The demon who makes trophies of man. All right. This would be the part where I have some cool, like, Jeopardy music. <laughs> this would be great. Yeah, right? Okay. All right. So, uh, Dylan, you son of a bitch, is first. Correct. That is when Arnold and Carl Weathers uh, first meet and get the mission. Yes. After the What's the matter, crew. Dylan? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? Perfect. See? <laughs> this is why you want to do this. Just so I'll do the Arnold voice. Ties Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Um, I believe next would have been in the, the helicopter on the way to the mission. This shit will make you guys a sexual tyrannosaurus. That is next in order. Okay. Now this is where it gets a little messy for me. Um, I want to say that time, hmm. how about it's, I think this is next we get the demon who makes trophies of men because he's getting info from a local, he translate, uh, Billy translates something that he discovers. I don't remember exactly what happens, but am, am I right? Is that the next one? No, no? You, right. you were, you actually were on the right track. Uh, I didn't realize it both. Oh, I almost revealed too much information there. <laughs> You, you said a word that was in the next one in order. And the old painless? Yeah, uh, correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. Um, I don't know where that trophies of men thing happens. Um, but I know that ain't got time to bleed. I believe is before if it bleeds, we can kill it. 
I'm asking you. Oh, uh, no. No? I ain't got time to bleed is still Jesse before they even have any hope. Then mm. it's, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, in that order. Okay. But I, yes. what I said was, I don't know where the demon who makes trophies of men goes. because it Immediately it's follows. Immediately follows that? Okay. Yes. All right. And then finally, um, get to the chopper and you're one ugly son of a bitch. Son in that of order. a bitch? Yeah. Oh, mother, well, mother father. I, maybe I've seen the the the, uh, the cable version <laughs> TNT. too many times. Yeah. <laughs> the TNT version. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, so then it gets to the chopper and then you're one ugly motherfucker. Nice, which uh, I think is the last line of the movie if we wanted to try and tie it together somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that that it may well be. I don't think there's any more dialogue after that. So I, uh, in full disclosure, I rewatched Predator month ago when uh we talked about doing this with ty because i wasn't uh i didn't know if i could just as easily look up a script which apparently i can look up a script but i needed an excuse to rewatch predator and surprisingly once you kill off all the other guys there's not a lot of dialogue left (laughs) it's just schwarzenegger grunting and groaning and chasing and then ex uh well your favorite line daring daring the monster to come get him yeah yeah which didn't make my list. I'm here. Kill me. Come on. Do it. Come on. Kill me. I'm here. Do it now. Come on. Kill me. Just in case it isn't clear to anybody at this point, this is all just a device to get Ty's Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions out there on tape. We got tape now. All right. Okay. One more. Okay, so one more. One more. Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, this is going to be hard. There's not, that's not, that's not a quotable movie. Really? I don't know. I don't think about it that way. I you need like, this is like with Mission Impossible. It's like what's the order of like action set pieces? That's what we need to do. All right, but go ahead, go ahead. Okay, we're gonna go much lower number. We're only gonna do five. Okay, so we're gonna try and keep this reasonable. Um, I'm jumping out of a window. Okay. Yes. See, like, at first I thought you were actually. Like, <laughs> I was. My brain was I'm confused for a moment. I was like. Wait, what? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Josh is really frustrated with this segment. Um, so I'm trying to, I, my hope is I say the quote and then you're like, oh, okay, I know what scene that is. And mm-hmm. then you're going to have to try and put those scenes mm-hmm. together. Um, hope is not a strategy. Mm-hmm. I am the storm. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, my favorite line delivery in the entire movie. That's the job. I, by the way, for folks, I just didn't my best Angela Bassett impression. So just uh, it's probably not as good as his Arnold Schwarzenegger. And we'll give you a layup here. Why won't you just die? Okay. I feel like I gave you bookends mm-hmm, that, might, mm-hmm. that might help. All right. In order. Um I'm struggling with where in the movie the I Am the Storm is. I can picture it in my head, but I cannot remember where in the movie it occurs. Um, All right. Uh, so I think it's it's that's the job is the first one. In the quotes I gave you, that's the job is the second one. So is I Am the Storm first? Yes. It okay. is the password. It is the famous... The warrior whispers, a yes. storm is coming, and the warrior whispers back, I am the storm. And yes. that's how he gets the mission tape. There you go. Uh, it's actually and, pre, pre-title, pre-title sequence. 
That's right. That's right. Okay. I think that's why I can't remember it because it is, it's not that important to the plot. <laughs> but it's such a great quote. Um, I want to say hope is not a strategy comes before. Why won't you just die? It does. Okay. And I, but I believe both of those happen before I'm jumping out of a window. It does not. It doesn't. So it's, it's so then it is, I am the storm. That's the job. Hope is not a strategy. I'm jumping out of a window. Why won't you just die? Boom. All right. Nailed it. You are yeah. up to the mission. Impo- impossible got- mission force. You are. So that is, that is fun. We have to come up with some, like you said, you get so many guesses with known for, I think that with known for, because you can play with multiple people, there's different ways to sort of build in like how many guesses or as a group, right? How many guesses, or can you get it less? If you pick, if you get to pick your own actor, can you get like, it's almost like a bidding game, right? With known for with this one, we need to come up with some, um, just some rules to put around, like the, the guessing, like, how does it work? Can you get hints? Uh, can you maybe like, Come up with adjacencies. Like if I can say, does the quote happen before or after one you didn't tell me? Right? Like if I tell you, here's a quote from the movie. Does sure. this one happen before or after that to help me put it in order? Maybe I get like three hints or something like that. But uh, yeah. like you said, it does take some more effort. So we'll have to – we might have to actually develop a, some cards for that one. Yeah. In my head, this one is a visual where you have like sliders where you can just slide them in order and you get some sort of haptic feedback. Like it shakes or something like that when you have them – uh, or it's a hot, cold kind of thing. Or oh, there we go. We can program it. Confidence reading. There Ooh, you go. That so would be we a good one. Text only. Your first hint is a still image, and then maybe your second hint is is like an adjacent moving scene or something like that. Yeah, I like the I like the idea of being like I'm a hundred percent confident in this answer mm-hmm. kind of reward versus. Oh yeah, uh, worth four points that way. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, I'm going to double down on my order on this one. I think that's the least. That's probably of the quotes I say around the house. That is maybe the one that drives my wife the most crazy. Double down? No. I am 100% certain oh. about this. <laughs> that will get you into trouble. I can well, see that. You heard me say it plenty of times when we're, <laughs> when we're talking about something. I'm, I'm certain. I'm certain. Well, if you have ideas for how to improve quote order, by all means, share them with us. Play it with your friends. Let us know how it goes. Um, thanks, Josh, for bringing in a new game. That's always fun. Uh, and maybe we can do it again when Chris is back and you can run him through the ringer instead of me. <laughs> there we go. But that's it for our regular segments. And you know what time of the show this is. Are you stupid or something? Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is stupid does, sir. It's the stupidest things ever said. Woo. <laughs> you love this, right? It's like. This, I don't know. This this segment doesn't work as well with guests. It's not quite dad jokes of the week where you get to bring your own. Did you bring a dad joke? I didn't. But you know what I was just thinking to myself is how you could turn that around on people mm. is that you could read a bunch of these things and then you could read something from your guests Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish I had had that idea before. Before you had told it to me right now. That's fantastic. Yeah. Save it for Reasons R or the Myers or somebody else. Spring right. it on them. <laughs> well, nothing. They're going to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. All right. This is from soccer manager Peter. Is it, is it Wythe? Is it Withy? I don't know who this person is. He says, both sides have scored a couple of goals and both sides have conceded a couple of goals. That is a long way to get around to. I think it's a tie. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Not very helpful analysis. Yeah. 
so this is from, I'm going to just read you the description as it's printed on the card here instead of me summarizing it. Oh Instagram and YouTube celebrity, celebrity Olivia Jade Giannulli, whose parents, Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli, allegedly were involved in, college, in a college admissions bribery scandal. Allegedly? When this was printed. Oh, okay. You don't have to worry, use the word allegedly anymore. You're sure. <laughs> Who definitely were involved. 100% certainty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Olivia Jade says, I don't know how much of school I'm going to attend, but I, I do want the experience of like game days, partying. I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. She did it in a video. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it was, uh, I, I actually recall that particular one because I did enjoy very much that whole Varsity Blue scandal was the quote that uh, as Pac-12 fans that we are, and this quote I think will get mileage forever, where the parents said, we need to get her into USC, otherwise she's going to go to Arizona State. <laughs> it's, a legitimate, it's a legitimate concern. It's a, as, a, as a parent of a daughter, I, I feel that one, actually. Here we have Olympic medalist Alan Pascoe saying, a very powerful set of lungs very much hidden by that chest of his. I should have looked this up. I would like to know who that was about. I have a feeling it's a quote about Phelps. But, sure. Fair uh, enough. The external lungs are frowned upon, I think, in Olympic competition. Yeah. Wasn't there a Shel Silverstein poem about a kid with uh, that you could see his, like, his guts? <laughs> like you could see through his skin, x-ray. He had like, I don't remember that. I, that if that sounds familiar to you, let me know. <laughs> all, of, all of those memories are just with the, you read you read those to kids at nighttime as a good night, but you always made sure to put the book down, cover up. Hmm. Next, we have a sign from a deli in Brooklyn, New York. We are open. Sorry for inconvenience. <laughs> now, we have to assume that's an apology for a previous closure. And as we're recording this right now, I don't think any delis are open in Brooklyn. Prayers up to the Big Apple, who is... Uh, who are drowning. Deluged. Uh, the rats it, are out. It is, it's a bad scene um, in New York City tonight. I, I honestly appreciate that they're potentially just kind of setting expectations on the customer service experience at that deli. Well, We're open. We're sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say something more about the weather. Oh. And I was, I was going to come back with, uh, well, it's a good thing that climate change isn't real, because can you imagine if it was? <laughs> I don't know. These things are all so common now. Maybe it's a good time to stick with our movie theme and watch the day after tomorrow. Well, speaking of, here we have right now, all we can do is pray for the best and hope for the worst. And that comes from Myrtle Beach, Virginia Mayor Brenda Bethune on the hurricane that was headed their way. So. I'm. The only part I'm shocked about this particular segment is that you haven't, because that one's obviously just someone getting a traditional saying wrong, mm -hmm. but one of our guilty pleasures that we wasted an entire episode on here with The Challenge and discussing MTV's The Challenge, and wasted. those How kids rude. are the kings of the mixed metaphors, and just, I got the short end of the ropes, <laughs> donkey's butt, <laughs> but with 100% confidence. They don't know anything. <laughs> About anything. It's it's a scene. All right, next here's a headline from WLWT.com in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oklahoma mom warns parents of mosquitoes after son hospitalized with West Nile. Warn, you got to warn the parents of the mosquitoes. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
All right, finally, customer in a bookstore. One of my, these are always my favorites. Hi, I'm looking for a book version of my GPS. Do you mean a map? Maybe. <laughs> I I love I love anachronistic things where people are are seeking out and they don't know the word. They literally don't have the vocabulary for the analog version of the digital life that they lead. Well, that's always that 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 tweet comes up every once in a while, like the four pictures of things kids these days have no idea what this is. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the rotary phone or uh, a uh, VHS player or a answering machine. Oh, my God, an answering machine. Oh, I didn't change the tape in my answering machine. I've run out of room from all those messages I was saving. <laughs> my, my kids have a book where the burglars in the story steal. Like the dad is excited that the dogs, uh, the dog foils a burglary. And he's excited that they saved the VCR. And they're like, oh. what is a VCR? Like, oh, and it's like, it's an acronym. It's this whole thing. It's like, yeah, it's a thing that you'll never see. It was gone before you were born. When was this book published? It's the really inefficient DVD. Could you imagine right now our kids trying to fast forward and rewind a videotape I, to get to their favorite scene? My children already <laughs> complain about any sort of commercials. Commercials? I hate commercials. We all hate them. Like, well, how is the, why, why do we have commercials? We pay for this. That is a good question. That is a fantastic question. And I'd also like to point out that you're speaking to an adult that was alive during a time where there were only five channels. So the commercials <laughs> actually counted as part of our entertainment. Yeah. They were literally because there were only 18 total shows that we got to watch. The commercials were a little bit of variety for us. It's funny because we've come all the way full circle from TV was free and it came over the air to it seems free and it comes to my device over the air from the, from the child's perspective. Sure. You'll never be able to get that. My favorite kids don't recognize this is how the save icon in every program is a floppy disk. That's, that's <laughs> the one that always sticks with me. It's like, nobody knows what that is. Sure. All right, that. let's go to the overtime. Overtime. In the overtime, a uh, local news station in our area does question of the day. And it being the very beginning of September, I have a whole month's worth of August questions to ask you and to educate our listeners with as we do these in a lightning round fashion because we are going to teach you some facts because you're not going to know any of these answers. <laughs> I'm glad you set the bar really high for me. All right. This happens an average of 280 times per week in your home. What is it? Toilet flush. Good guess. It's opening the fridge door. Oh. According to a new survey, 50% of men wouldn't be able to tell you this about their wife. What is it? Eye color. Shoe size. 35% of parents get super stressed when their kids do this. What is it? 35% of parents get stressed when their kids do this. Don't come home on time. Ask what's for dinner. <laughs> Fucking meal prep. God damn. A new report says we eat more of this food at other places than we do at home. What food is it? Hamburgers. Yeah, you got one. Woo! Good job. One for six? <clears throat> yeah, 26% of people have accidentally left this behind on vacation. What is it? Uh, their paycheck. Sunglasses. <laughs> you will find this outside one in 200 American homes right now. What is it? Garden gnome. Christmas lights. <laughs> the year-rounders, baby. They don't take them down. Lazy. <laughs> Almost 10% of men say they never do this. 
fart. Their own laundry. <laughs> the average American has three of these. What is it? Average American has three of these faces. Uh, sorry. Commentary. Um, the average American has three of these. Coat. Email addresses. Oh. I'm surprised the average American has three. I'm, I'm very surprised. Boom. Because I have three and I feel like it's a lot. That I was literally just going to say. Oh, nailed. Oh, so I'm sorry. In total? Are you counting your work I don't one? count my work one. No. Okay. I'm talking about so I have three, three personal, personal accounts. Yeah. Is is one of them head or gut? <laughs> I don't know the password to that account anymore. <laughs> I don't think it's recoverable. Again, tied to our theme of movie quotes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's Last Boy Scout for anybody who wants to know. Nice. 21% of Americans regularly follow this superstition, making it the most popular one we have. What is it? Um, don't let a black cat cross your path. Knocking on wood. No, oh, I almost did that earlier when I said I hadn't had any injuries on my run. Funny. <laughs> if you do this on a first date, it doubles your chances of getting a second date. What is it? Uh, go in for a kiss. Share a dessert. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm just reading. My, the, I'm just reading. It's not correct either, for the record. <laughs> These cost an average of $152, and 110,000 Americans will get one today. What is it? A ticket. That's right. Oh, did I? I didn't even have to specify a speeding ticket. It, that it was specifically just says a speeding ticket. Double credit. A new survey says that 34 percent oh, <laughs> of people say this helps them get out of a funk. What is it? Ice cream. Cleaning the house. Oh, that's a good one, actually. 25% of parents struggle with this when it comes back to school. What is it? Uh, clothes shopping. Getting their kids dressed. I'm going to give you credit. Mm. Many people start to do this every day, but only about one in 10 ever finish it. What do you think it is? A crossword. That's right. Mm. Look at you on fire. There's a point where I stopped taking it serious and was trying to be funny. And now I've, you know, I've turned a corner. There you go. We're almost done. According to a new survey, 71% of people say Monday is the worst day of the week to do this. What is it? What was the first part of that? Just in a survey? 70, yeah. 71% of people say Monday is the worst day of the week to do this. Go to work? Go to the grocery store. Oh. 40% of us have a spare one of these in our car. What is it? Tire? Pants. A pair of pants. (laughs) 40% of people are worried they're going to... Have a continental, continental, continents related, maybe in a continental, continents related accident in a continental. I have, I have dress pants in my car. You know, you never know when a formal event might strike. Do shorts count? I keep a pair of golf shorts in my car. I think it counts. Pants. Pants. (laughs) One in three Americans admit they have, sorry, one in three Americans admit that they have not done this since high school. What is it? It's exactly what you think it is. It's going to make you sad about society. Wow. I can't even, I don't even have a good guess. Something you haven't done since high school and it's obvious. Gone. Well, it's, it's required in high school and nowhere else. Spoken a foreign language. Take Read a book. Read Jesus. a book. <laughs> I'm sorry. In the most sobering tone, can you read the percentage again at the beginning or the... One in three Americans admit they have not done this since high school. What is it? Read a book. USA. USA. Read I'm amazed I can spell it. Read a book. I tell you what, read a nonfiction book. 
Give it a shot. I'm telling you, there are things that you don't know about. You're going to learn them. They're great. One in four people have this in their car's glove compartment right now. What is it? Gum. Toothpaste. Partial credit. <laughs> Breath freshener of some sort. Yeah. This is the top place where people leave their cell phone. Where is it? Like leave it behind? Yes. Their car. Mm, coffee shop. <laughs> I think they mean they lose it. I don't know if it counts for leaving your car. When it comes to tattoos, this is the most popular design. What is it? Chinese character. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Sugar. <laughs> it's a butterfly. <laughs> I don't know why I had to do the impromptu crazy town. <laughs> my brain went so far racing with the first word out of your mouth. That I was like, what in the hell? Got it. It's, a comeback, it's a comeback story. Sure. You know, like the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I oh I got it. <laughs> so Women today. say this is the hardest thing to get their husbands to do. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Chores. Go to the doctor. Mm. That's it. That's all of the questions for August. I think I'm going to have to bring back the Como News Trivia Lightning Round at the end of every month. I really, that was fun. I like that one. They're going to come up with more sad. There's some sobering facts in there. There's some funny facts in there. I I like it. And no propaganda, even though they're Sinclair Station. So (laughs) good for them. All right, on that note, thank you, Josh, for joining me this week. Don't forget to leave your browser open to let the audio file complete the upload. <laughs> and With that's 100% our show. Certainty. Yes, and that's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three Pod, where we try to fit both your brains and ours with bespoke new ideas. Subscribe, review, tell your friends and your enemies, and meet us here next week for more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. But until then. Have a good show. Peace.